we often associate being natural with being comfortable. Well, the problem is when I think about being comfortable, you know, I get kind of laid back, you know, and I maybe lean back in my chair and my energy goes down and my voice gets very flat and I don't have much expression. And it's very hard for someone to feel like you're interested when you're in that comfortable state. Uh, you actually have to bring more energy to video than you do in person because we're two-dimensional and we don't have that in-person energy transfer. This is Outside Sales Talk, the best podcast for outside salespeople. I'm your host, Steve Benson, and we're here to chat with the world's top sales experts so that you can get their best sales tactics to level up your game. Welcome back to Outside Sales Talk. Today, I've got Julie Hansen with us, and we're going to talk about acing virtual sales, so authentic selling with video, which is so important today. Welcome to the show, Julie. Thank you, Steve. Great to be here with you. Thanks for coming. So a little, little bit about Julie. Julie Hansen teaches professionals how to be more successful making sales in a virtual environment. So she has a background in acting, which really helped her uh, kind of perfect the art of being on camera. And she's found success in translating what she's learned into sales. Julie's got a book recently published called Look Me in the Eye, uh, using video to build relationships with customers partners, and teams. Julie, first, uh, can you tell me what inspired you to write your new book, Look Me in the Eye? Well, you know, I'd been teaching uh, sales presentation, demo skills, pitches for a long time um, to different uh, companies around the world. And when the pandemic struck, uh, I realized that, you know, suddenly we're all going on camera and, and I recognized that, uh, you know, I had learned these skills as an actor, uh, which I did when I was a salesperson. I kind of did both in tandem and they, nobody had those skills in business. Right. And we had just like, we just told our salespeople to go, you know, get the technology, get on zoom, get a camera and a mic and a headset and boom, go, you're on. And so I saw these people struggling with like, what do I do? Why is this so weird? And, you know, all this awkwardness and questions and, and weird advice floating around. And so I realized like, of course, no one knows how to do this. And, and so I translated that into what I learned into, you know, what salespeople need to learn for our environment and uh, put together a video course, the Selling on Video Masterclass. And then as part of that course, I would uh, work with sales teams and then coach them afterwards. And I would get to hear like all their questions like, well, what if I'm on and my customer doesn't have their video on? And what if I've got multiple screens and how do I make eye contact if I've got 20 people on the call? And so out of all those questions, I, was real, I realized there's, you know, people need a guide for this because it's not intuitive. In fact, it's counterintuitive, much of what you do on video. Uh, so the book really came out of that as a tool for people that really never set out to have a career on camera, right? And here we are. So um, really trying to help people navigate this world and be successful at it. So important these days. Now, when I look, when you say look someone in the eye, do you mean stare at the little camera or do you mean look down here at your eyes, which are below the camera on the screen? That's, that's, a, that's, that's a, a good confusing. question. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, the so the the camera is your customer's eyes. So that is, you know, the the one of the biggest differences about being on video and 
versus in person. And, and, you know, if we want to have that connection and really, you know, create that sort of in-person experience virtually, um, we have to connect with people that, you know, in a way that makes them feel like we're sitting right across from them. And then there is a way to do that. And we see it all the time in television and movies and um, you know, if you're if you're a Peloton writer, like your Peloton instructor is looking right at you and talking to you, and you feel like they're right there. Gym like it is the, possible. Jim from the this. office breaking the third wall or fourth. Right, wall right. The, the fourth wall. But yes, you're right. <laughs> you're right, and it's it's really compelling. So it is a skill. It is possible. It's just it's a learned skill. And you know, actors aren't born knowing how to do that any more than salespeople are. They just happen to have gone through the training. As did I when I was an actor. I, as most actors, you start out doing live theater, and which is just like being in sales, doing face to face. Like you get you get the energy from your audience. You can see when something lands, when it doesn't, when you're losing them, and you can adjust. Well, then I went to like my first audition for an on camera role, and I got in front of the camera, and they said, you know, roll action. And I just, you know, I didn't know where to look. I was, I didn't know if I should talk to my scene partner over there, or if I should, what I should do with my hands. And, you know, it was very awkward. And of course, I did not get that part. Maybe surprised to know. Uh, but I did what actors do when they want to transition into this new medium. I took classes to learn how to express myself and connect with an audience through the camera. And the fact that we've just not given our salespeople this this knowledge is is really surprising to me. We're basically hoping they figure it out. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not hoping they're going to figure it out. I'm just going to have you tell them today. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, so tell me, uh, what, what are some of the hardest challenges that a salesperson has to overcome when they're switching from a face-to-face -face sales role to virtual sales? And most of the people that listen to this podcast are field salespeople. They primarily meet with their customers face-to-face, -face, but many of them during COVID have found themselves doing more Zoom calls, more over-the-phone interactions or over-the-webinar over, the, over webinar, uh, Zoom interactions. How, how do, what are some of the, the hardest challenges they need to overcome when, and to be successful in this, in this environment? I'm sure. Well, you know, the, the thing to realize is that, that it it is a new medium. And so everything is, is a little bit different. And, and the challenge is that many people aren't aware of this challenge, but the camera reads things very differently. So there's many things that the camera distorts or it doesn't pick up at all. And, you know, as I said earlier, the, the camera is the eyes of your customer. So that idea of connecting to your customer through the camera, like this third party, this translator that we're working with, is very difficult and counterintuitive to what we want to do. But if that is the eyes of our customer, uh, if we are looking anywhere else, they don't feel like we're connected to them, right? And what's different is if you and I were sitting across from each other, you know, in your office, and I happen to glance, you know, over your shoulder or down at your desk, you'd know I was still present and engaged because you can we've got this shared environment right well anytime you're you break that connection you know visually um you could be reading your email for all i know you could be you know petting the dog uh we don't we don't have that shared environment so that's very 
very different. And that's why it's, it's, it's one of the few ways that we can really connect with people is, is through the camera. So that eye contact is very tricky because then of course it brings up the question, well, if I'm looking at the camera, how do I read body language? And um, what if I need to share my screen? And what if my customer's not on camera? So there's a lot of nuances around it, but, um, but it's vital. And you know, what, what happens, the, the other challenge is that we have been honing our face-to-face skills for our entire life, right? And so none of this is new. It doesn't come naturally. And we're in this artificial environment. We have to go from communicating everything, you know, all our energy and personality and um, expressiveness, our whole physicality, which we used to, you know, use when we get in front of people. And now it all has to be communicated in this, you know, this small space. We have to bring that same level of energy and intention and connection. And that's not easy. Well, yeah, I'd take it a step further and say, not only have we been practicing our whole lives communicating in this, in an in-person environment, but we've been evolved over the last 500,000 years to communicate. I guess 500,000 years ago, we were just grunting, but we were communicating. Right, right, absolutely. Didn't have that many words, but it was like, the deer's over there, the deer. deer." (laughs) (laughs) Throw the spear, throw the spear. Right, (laughs) right. So we've been, been, you know, using these, uh, you know, we've been sitting down with other humans and talking to them about stuff for 500,000 years. And, you know, we've gotten pretty good at it. And, uh, you know, and I think that, a lot of things have changed in the last, you know, hundred years or even twenty years, but uh, and they and they're going to keep changing. I mean, if, if if Mark Zuckerberg has his way, we're just going to lay in our in our in our water beds, hooked up to hooked up to a feeding tube, pretending oh, pretending we're like in a in a club. Right, right. Oh lord, it sounds like a Black Mirror episode, but everything anyway. about Facebook is a Black Mirror episode. I mean, we're, we're heading that way. Oh, so, but I do, I do think that it's, uh, it's hard to overcome. There, it is really hard to do well in this environment, and people have to be very intentional about it. And you have to act. I, I think that was just so. I think it's so great that you're doing what you're doing because acting is also kind of this unnatural thing where you, you've learned to behave in front of the camera, and we're all kind of being forced to do that, right? Like that's one of the key right, things. Right, right, and, and I, it's a skill. I, it is a skill, and you I go to I would, school for it, right? Yeah, yeah, and and you know the thing about acting is what I learned as an actor, it's, it's, it's about being yourself in a very artificial environment. And that's where we're in. We're in an artificial environment and you want to be yourself, but you have to bring your, the part of yourself that's going to read well to your customer. And, you know, we do this all the time when we're face to face, when salespeople say, well, I don't want to be somebody I'm not and be different on video. It's like, really, when you give a presentation, do you perhaps stand, you know, position yourself a little differently so that people can see your screen? Do you um, work the room a little differently? Do you get louder? Do you get softer, depending on the size of your audience? We adapt all the time for, you know, to communicate effectively. So it's just an extension of that. It's adapting for this environment. And, and sure, it's going to feel unnatural at first. I mean, just like learning to type or, uh, you know, uh, call cold, make a cold call felt unnatural as heck and maybe still does but you you learn and it becomes part of your repertoire mm-hmm. so what are some of the important skills that you need to develop to successfully sell through this new medium that we're that we're in with video calls well 
certainly you need to learn to make eye contact with that camera. And that's, uh, you know, and if it was enough for people to just tell you, look at the camera, we'd all be doing a much better job of it. But I think if you've been on enough virtual meetings and calls, you know that nobody's doing a good job of this, right? Because it's difficult. And uh, what I try to, to understand, try to help people understand is that we are used to this traditional communication loop where we say something, we see the other person responding or we hear their response and then we get that feedback and we react to that. And that really is broken virtually, especially if, can't, if your customer doesn't have their camera on, there is no feedback. There's no visual feedback, right? Well, and the feedback you get is weird. Like you, you can't tell my, you can't see my body language right now. You can't see my hands. Right, right. You can't tell if I'm leaning back or forward. Like, you know, it's, it's. You, you right. Can't. And, and I always remind people that um, even if you can see your audience, people present themselves very differently in front of a screen than they do when they're in person. Mm -hmm. They are, you know, that's one of the things that salespeople, you know, told me all last year was, God, people are so passive, you know, they get on a call and they're just like, yeah, there are, and this is something my, my sales teams dealt with, like, because they, they're, they're doing all their calls, um, you know, over Zoom basically now. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, an, it, it's, it's an inside sales team. It's software, right? It's the stuff, stuff costs 60 bucks a month. It's cheap. Right. So, right, so you don't, right. you so don't send them out to, you don't, yeah, you, know. you don't, you don't go out to, to meet with people, um, in person for that. But, um, but the, they, they have definitely, it's a struggle to deal with everyone just like sitting there on mute, kind of despondent. And like, you can't, that half the time, people are probably reading their emails. Like they don't, you don't, you don't know what's on their screen. Right. Like, so. Right. Right. It's, it's uh, they, they definitely feel like people aren't paying as close attention and, and, and there's a lot more multitasking going on where if you can get everyone in an actual room, like you would notice if they were, you know, playing video games in their phone. <laughs> right. Right. And, and, and people feel a little, a little greater sense of obligation to show up and be attentive in person. Although yeah. I've certainly seen bad behavior when, when mm -hmm. I'm in person, but uh, yeah, there isn't that, there isn't that um, compelling need to do that. Or we have, we haven't developed that yet. And what most customers and, you know, bring to a virtual meeting is this on-screen behavior that, we've really been trained by the media to sit in front of a screen and be in sort of, you know, receiving mode, like yeah. especially if I, if I'm talking, if, if you're a salesperson, I'm like, I'm not here to, I didn't come prepared to engage. That's not my job. Right. Yeah. And we also entertain, entertain yeah, me, right, entertain <laughs> me. Right. Which is and, harder. It, you know, it's hard to be entertaining over zoom. It's hard to be funny. It's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to connect well, with people it's 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 much harder to be entertaining than it is in person it is and it isn't and we make it harder than it needs to be and part of that is when you were talking about your your sales team and how they you know just you know how it feels awkward and nobody's engaging what we do is you know we talked talked about that virtual communication loop where we don't get that feedback what what happens is most people most sales people when they don't get feedback when they can't see their customer um, they think, uh, or they see this blank face, which is a, what I call resting business face, which is, <laughs> you know, just no ounce of emotion. It's like, right. they love me, they hate me, I don't know. 
uh, we we just assume the worst, right? We're like, oh my God, they're bored. And then that brings out this nervous energy in us. We panic and we just keep, you know, we just keep talking because we're terrified to stop. Mm-hmm. And we create this self-fulfilling prophecy where yes, it is, they are bored because we have not <laughs> enact or interacted with them at but all. The world is very boring right now. It's not because <laughs> you, the salesperson suck. It's, it's just that the world sucks. <laughs> right. Not... That's part of it. Right. <laughs> but I would say you, um, you know, and what I learned as an actor, you know, part of this eye contact that I, I learned to make as an actor is, is not just looking at a blank, you know, black dot, but actually, you know, visualizing or projecting your customer into that camera and seeing them there and, and imagining their reaction and imagining the best possible reaction, because Mm -hmm. that will bring out the best response in you. There is no upside to imagining they hate me. They want to, they're reading their email that does, you no service, right? When, when I was early in my sales career, you know, doing cold calls and, and, uh, and, and just really, you know, pounding the phones, they, they would, management would put, give us like a mirror in our desk or like a picture of a smiling face that we could make eye, t- eye contact with. And, and this is back in the day when you were, you know, using, this is even before headsets, we had to, you had to hold the phone like this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I so remember. We, yes. We, we had, we, had that, we, we, we did have the lump, the, that little thing in the back of the phone that you could like tilt your head to the side and like hold it there so you could type. <laughs> oh, yeah. we, we, that was, that was even technology. Oh then. my gosh. But we, uh, but we, by looking, if you're, if you're on the phone, but looking into like a, in a picture of, of a smiling face or looking at your smiling face, it, reminding you to smile you're you if you're smiling you come across better right you come across a better energy and stuff um are, are there are there tricks like that that you'd recommend to yes. really better connect yes um, what's so the mo- what's the modern version of keeping a mirror on your desk the modern version well first of all the modern version is hide your image you do not want to the the last person you want to make eye contact virtually with is yourself because nobody, because you'll catch a glimpse of yourself and nobody sees themselves and go, oh, you know what? I look pretty good. Now we're all like, oh my God, what is going on with my hair? And why do I, I need to sit up straighter. Mm-hmm. And so you're instantly out of the moment and you're self-conscious. And then a lot of times you'll check again to see if anything's changed. It's just a, it's just a bad trap. So yeah, yeah. you can't rely on that. I mean, when you're, when you're practicing, that's fine, but you know, do all your preparation beforehand, and then you have to just be present for your customer. And so instead of, um, you know, looking at, you know, smiling that, that fake smile, and I, and sometimes we gotta, we gotta act it out until we feel it, but do that preparation ahead of time, because the camera is really a lie detector and, and anything that you're feeling is going to be communicated on your face. And, and if your smile is, you know, kind of tight and forced and, you know, you're kind of nervous or if there's, if your behavior is incongruent, it's going to, it's going to raise red flags because this, you know, the, the focus is so tight that we can, we, we are experts. Like you said, we've been around since cavemen, we've been honing these skills of reading people's eyes and reading their face. Mm-hmm. And if that is all I'm focused on, your face better be congruent with, um, you know, what you're saying and, and your intentions. So it's important to really get in front of that and really prepare yourself and think about, okay, why, why am I talking to this person? Why am I happy to talk to them? 
like what, you know, you have to do a little sales job on yourself to, you know, think about, you know, find something good to, you know, something to smile about. Yeah. This is such great advice. I mean, when, like, I feel like I'm alone in a little room right now, yeah. but I'm, but see, I, I, it's almost like I need to pretend that you're here in the same room with me. Right. You absolutely do. I mean, it, this is as close to acting as most people are going to get. And especially when your cam, when your customer is not on camera, because it's just like an actor, like sometimes, you know, I would do a scene and my scene partner wouldn't even be on the set that day. So I would just have to talk to the camera and imagine their responses and pause accordingly and have that same dynamic flow. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you can't fake that good enough to make that work. You have to really see them and hear them and see them thinking. And that's yeah. why I always encourage people like, see, if you say something funny, they're probably smiling. You know, they're probably chuckling to themselves. If you say something interesting, they're probably going, huh? So you have to allow for those little reactions just because you don't see it or you don't hear it doesn't mean it's not happening. Uh, I, find, I found myself actually joking around a lot less in these, uh, in these zoom type settings. Cause I just, I think I'm less funny and I don't know if that's in my own head or, but, but I definitely like in person, I, I make a lot more jokes and I connect a lot more with customers um, in general, just because I, you know, but it, it's harder over zoom. It's hard. I think it's hard to be, I, I think I, I remember one of the comedians talking about this too. They're like, cause they, they kept doing their comedy, but like live streaming it kind of mm-hmm. uh, during COVID. And they were like, it's so hard to like have timing when there's no actual audience laughing. <laughs> like right, when, you're, right. when you're just in a room with a camera and the, and, and the person filming, you know, it's like, how do you, it's like, am I even funny right now? Am, am, am I funny? Right, like, right. Are, are you guys with me? Is anyone with me? Like, <laughs> yeah. Hello, is this thing on? Uh, yeah. Everyone's on mute. And I, and I, I, I give, you know, and I, I, I had a lot of talks with like 50 people on the phone and I'm, you know, and I'm like, you know, presenting to everyone. Usually these are like internal, like talking to the team and stuff and like, you know, different parts of the team. And, you know, it, it like, you'll make a joke and everyone's on mute. So no one laughs and you know, and everyone's, you know, a lot of the people's cameras aren't on. And you're like, was that funny? Am, am I the only thing person that thought it was funny? Right. Right. <laughs> Is this thing on? Is this thing right, on? Right. Exactly. <laughs> and that's where, and especially if you have, and that's another thing we have to recognize that if you have more than one person on the call, people are going to get even more passive and they're going to be less reluctant to express yeah. themselves. And again, that doesn't mean they're not having, they're still there. It's just as if they're having their own personal experience with you. And that's one of the, the, great things about video is is you are talking to each person you know when you're in a room with uh if you were talking to 50 people in a room you couldn't possibly make that individual connection with everybody right so it is kind of a beautiful thing that everybody's having their own experience with you so you have to trust that people don't suddenly not have a sense of humor right they don't suddenly um not be interested in something they were interested in and and trusting that reaction and just building that confidence and going on anyway and I guarantee you people would be like you know they may not have you may not have heard a peep or seen a smile but I've had I've had um, presentations virtual presentations where people haven't said anything and afterwards they're like oh my god that was so good you know it's like really because because <laughs> it was crickets from my perspective. The yeah. um, so again, it just, you have to kind of fill that void because you're not, we're trying to, we say we're trying to get, you know, buy oranges at the hardware store. Like people are not going to give us 
the reaction that we feel like we need, that we get in person and we have to be okay with that to be successful in this medium. So. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. What would you say are the, what skills you need to establish or what should you do to establish uh, the same strong relationships that you, you've always needed to connect with your customers in this, in the virtual world over, over a Zoom meeting? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. It's relationships, newer relationships are harder to develop virtually that Harvard Business Re- Review found that was true. Like, like, we don't know that, which is bad news for sales, right? Uh, but there are some qualities. Sorry, sorry what, did that, what did that study find? Um, they found that it's just harder to build relationships virtually than it is in person. New relationships. Yeah, I mean, I, I, makes sense. I, I think everyone on this call has figured that one out. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like they didn't probably didn't need to do a study to, to figure that out. But Harvard figured that one out. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't spend your money going there. But anyway, um, so it's not just you, right? It's happening to everybody. And one of the things that people forget is that there are certain qualities that that help a relationship take hold. And, and they're the same qualities, whether you're in person or whether you're virtually. And those are things like being authentic, um, being a good listener, being empathetic, being trustworthy or credible. So once those qualities are established, once your customer feels those things like, okay, you know, Steve's authentic, he's listening to me, he seems interested and cares, um, then you, you know, then you have a chance of building a relationship. If they aren't there, you've made it much harder. You know, if I don't know that you're credible or I think you're interested in me, that's, you know, we're probably not going to get off the ground. But the problem is that those qualities, again, we know how to express those and convey those in person, but we don't do a good job of conveying those virtually. So, you know, if you think about it, just to, to be an active listener, like, what does that mean? That means in person that if you're talking to me, I am looking at you. I'm not looking down at my phone. If you've ever been somewhere and, or, you know, maybe you've been at a networking event where you're talking to somebody and they're, they're like glancing around, like looking for someone more interesting to talk to. <laughs> it's a terrible feeling, right? Or they're looking down at their phone. And, you know, that's, we just feel a certain way about that. We feel like they're not interested. They're disrespectful. Um, and so we do that all the time on video. That's one of those behaviors that we just do. And we think it's okay uh, because it's logical. Well, surely they know I'm looking at my screen. Well, maybe, but why would you expect your customer to make excuses for your behavior? Like, why are they going to excuse you? They don't know you. They don't know, you know, maybe your mom will make an excuse for you, but your customer is not going to. All they're going to know is that it feels like, you know, it's, it feels like they're not in a safe place and they don't maybe feel like opening up to you. They don't feel like you're that interested or empathetic. So we have to establish those qualities. You know, we have to work with the camera and work with this environment to establish those same qualities in a different way. Um, the other thing is being credible. Like we're, we're the same trustworthy person we are in person as we are when we're on video, but we associate um, a lack of eye contact or always, you know, looking down and around as being suspicious <laughs> or being guilty, right? Uh, we also associate open hands, uh, seeing someone's hands as them being open and, 
and trustworthy. And we don't see a lot of hands on video because of the way that people are framed and they don't know how to use this space and to, you know, add, you know, support to their, their message with their hands, or they do it too fast and they don't understand how that, that reads as distracting. And you, you really only see my hands when I'm picking my nose. <laughs> well, well, don't do that. But. <laughs> so, but yeah. okay, two, two major lessons of the day. Look people in the eye, don't pick, don't your, pick nose. your nose. Those, yes. Okay, if you walk the real, real takeaways, right. <laughs> but learning how to, you know, how to communicate with the tools that you have in this space is really important um, is to, to connect with your audience. And, you know, those are, those are a couple things that really get in the way of building a relationship is, is that the camera doesn't read some of that behavior the same way it does in person. So all these, these are great thoughts about, um, about how to be more successful in this Zoom, and, Zoom type environment. And, and how can outside salespeople take all of this and actually put it into action and prepare to be successful on a virtual sales call they have coming up next week? Yeah, no, that's great. And, you know, it's not just, it could be virtual sales calls. It could also be a lot of outside salespeople are seeing the value in creating these videos to send to customers before meetings or after meetings. So, so these tips apply just as well for that. Mm -hmm. uh, the first thing I would say is, um, you know, you have to understand how you are communicating on video. Um, you have to see what's happening first. You have to record yourself and take a look at it and, and really try and be an objective and be like, if I was sitting across from this person, would I be engaged? Would I feel like they're interested in me? Are they, you know, how much eye contact are you making? And would I feel like they care? You know, what's happening on my face? Am I expressing anything or do I have that resting business face? So understanding where you're starting from and then uh, looking at what you need to improve. And certainly there's some major improvements we can make, which is looking at the camera. And I always encourage people to, you know, practice that outside of customer calls because you don't want to be focused on, okay, I want to talk about this, but I got to look at the camera and, oh, where is it? There it is, right? So we need to practice those things outside of, outside of that customer time. Yeah, it makes sense. I guess this, this applies to any video call. You could be talking to a friend if you're on your phone and you're staring at the, their face on your phone, then you're not looking them in the eye. You're looking down to them. Right, right. And, but, you know, sometimes that's, I would say that's a great place to practice because your friends and family, you've got an established relationship, you know, you can mm -hmm. get away with a little more, but, but that's a great place to practice making good eye contact and, and trying to move within frame and, and, you know, being more in, engaged and, you know, making sure your energy is right as opposed to on your customer. What a great filter that would be for like, uh, you know, Facebook or Instagram to make, instead of putting bunny ears on everybody, they could just make your eyes look like they're making eye contact instead of looking at your belly button. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure somebody's working on it, but not, not perfected. That's for sure. Until then, this is what we got. Uh, hard to do, I'd imagine. Um, well, what about um, flipping this around on the yeah. for the from the reading body language perspective? So, from the perspective of thinking about what what the other person's body language is looking like, how do you how do you 
how do you do a great job of reading body language, which is such an important thing that people are doing uh, in 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 person calls. I've, I've got some great examples and stories from my sales career on this one, but I won't go into the, the details here. But like reading, you can you know a lot of times half the story comes from like you're looking around the room of executives and like you know the body language of the two guys like in the back corner is like really important to what's going on or like you know is they they make eye contact with each other and they're like yeah whatever like or, or they, they, right you can, right you, you can tell what they you know what you can you can sense objections you can you can yep. uncover things you can you can tell like oh the guy negotiating on price with me really hard right now they're buying this either way i can tell by the way that guy over there is acting like right, right. you know there, there's there's all these things that field salespeople do in person but like how do you how do you do that as well on screen or what tips do you have to make help people be better at it when they have to be on screen here? Right, right. Well, uh, a, a couple things there I'll, I'll pull out that you said. First of all, we're not going to be as good at it on camera. That's just physically impossible. Um, but it's not as bad as you think it is, because first of all, remember what we were talking about earlier, how people are in front of their screens like this. So you tell me what you can read from a customer that's looking at you like this. What are we reading? Right? Yeah, um, I, can't, I can't tell if you're leaning forward with excitement or if right. you're sitting up straight or if you're even leaning back. I can't, right. I can't tell. Right. And the, <laughs> and the face is very blank. And um, yeah, you don't know if I'm tapping my foot like, geez, is this ever going to end? Yeah. Um, so, you know, there are certainly things that we can read, but, but the, the, idea is that we're not going to have, you know, we have to let go of that need for that moment by moment type of information flow. Because you also, if you've got 20 people on your screen, you're not going to be able to read everyone's body language all the time, or this is all you're going to be doing the entire call, right? right. Mm -hmm. You can't do it. It's unmanageable. So whereas um, you almost, you almost sense it in a room, you know, you can just like right. you, the, 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 the SVP in the back, like leans back in their chair when you go into a certain topic or like, you know, you just, you, you're like, you, you, you can sense what's going on. It's like, we're, we're evolved for that. Right. We're attuned. Right. Right. Yeah. We don't, we don't have that energy to, to read whatever that magic <laughs> formula is. And we don't physically have the ability to do it, but there are a couple things that we can do. And uh, the first one is when you're looking at your camera and I'll ask you, Steve. So, so Steve, I want you to look at your, you look at your camera. Mm -hmm. All right. Now I'm going to do a couple things and uh, don't look at me directly on your screen, but just look at your camera. And then I'm going to ask you if you noticed anything. Yes. I, it's, I saw you go backwards. I saw you look away. Um, but out of the corner of my eye, cause I'm looking at the camera, it's harder. Yeah. If, I'm looking, if I'm looking yeah. at the camera, it's like, right, it's right. Harder. No, that's that, but that's absolutely right. So you used your peripheral vision to see some major changes in behavior, right? Mm -hmm. Like I can see you nod, right? So we actually have stronger peripheral vision than most people realize. So I can stay connected with you visually and I can see if you're, you know, doing something that, that may indicate you're distracted right? Or I can see if there's a change in emotion or if you're nodding, yeah. you know, or if you're leaning back and, you know, which is like you said, that executive, like, huh, I don't know about this. Now, what you don't want to do is like overreact to all those things, but you want to look for like clusters of information. Like if somebody does that once, you know, maybe they just heard a noise and they think somebody was there. Like you don't need to stop the meeting every time you see something, 
but you want to look for clusters of information. And, you know, if someone is, you know, looking away a lot and, and they're also unresponsive when you ask a question, you know, yeah, you want to check in. But we can get a lot from that peripheral vision to give us a little bit of comfort that we do have some control over, you know, what's, what's going on in the meeting. And then, of course, we want to take some opportunities to do more of a, a micro check-in on people's images. But there are times that we can do that when they're less noticeable, like when we're, if we're, if we're presenting slides, like everybody will, you know, movement is very engaging. So if there's any movement on the screen, people will look at it. So if you're changing a slide, great time to like do a quick read on body language and get back to the camera. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of tips and I have a whole chapter on in the book about first reading body language and then also another chapter on interpreting that body language because, because we're assigning a lot of in-person meaning to on-screen behavior and we're flipping out about it, right? We're like, oh my God, they're so bored or, you know, um, I, need to, I need to cut to the chase or I need to change what I'm doing. And that's not necessarily always the case. And so we're creating a little more panic than, than we need to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what about, um, I feel like, uh, or my impression is it's easier to lose people's attention in this environment than oh, it is in, yeah. in, in the real world. How, what tips and tricks do you have to like keeping your prospects attention on what's going on on your presentation throughout your your sales video how do you how do you do that in this in this zoom world what do you what do you recommend there well first thing we have to remember is it's not our customers you know uh, duty to engage and interact and they don't come prepared to do that so you have to break that that mindset that expectation right away and and you really need to plan that interaction because it's not going to just happen and you have to drop the wishful thinking. So this is this is the wishful thinking. I'm going to say, "Hey, Steve, I want our time to re be really interactive. So you know, just ask questions as we go. That you know, that, tell me, someone tell me if that works because right now right. it's just white noise to people. They're like, uh huh, and then they don't <laughs> do a thing, right? Yeah. So don't count on that and have some interaction planned, have a variety of different ways to interact with people, not the every two minutes, I'm going to go, does that make sense? Does that make sense? What we get is people that, you know, they don't trust that anything's happening on their audience side, that when they ask a question that, that gee, maybe it's not just dead air, maybe your customer is actually pondering that question, thinking about whether they should answer it, formulating an answer, debating whether they should say it in front of their manager, and then they have to put themselves off, you know, take themselves off mute. That takes a little bit of time. And what, what oftentimes salespeople think is they ask a question and nothing happens immediately and they go in and answer that question themselves. And yeah. what they're doing is they're basically training their audience that you don't need to speak up at all. I will fill all the gaps. And this is, and this is such an important point because getting answers to these qualifying questions and other key questions Getting getting to understand your customers' pain points is is everything. It's and, vital, and I, and yeah. I, and, and and you know we keep you keep hearing about how everyone hates this this sales and over over Zoom and stuff. And this, I think this is a key reason why, right? I mean, this is so important. I mean, that what you're saying right now. 
Well, it, and it's, you know, it seems simple. I'm not, I don't mean to make it sound simple. It's, it's a little bit simple, but it's not easy, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it takes, you know, you have to understand, first of all, that you have to trust that something's happening to your customer and allow that space to happen. It's going to feel awkward. I always say there's, there's um, presenter time and there's audience time. Like when we're quiet for three seconds, it feels like three minutes. Mm-hmm. And to your audience, they're not thinking, did she forget what she was going to say? What's going on? Yeah, they're thinking I, I, about what you said, right? I couldn't even take myself off mute in three seconds. <laughs> right. right. It just doesn't happen. So I, I break down in the book, like the anatomy of responding to a question. And it really can be an average time could be 15 to 17 seconds for that whole process to play out. So important for, to and, keep in mind for salespeople. This is, this is a huge point. This is the third major takeaway of the day. Good, <laughs> this is so good. important because well, you, you, you just, if you don't get the, if, if you don't get them talking, you don't get their answers because that, but they're, they're taking notes into a Google doc on another page and they got to toggle back to zoom. Right. They got to think, Oh, I should talk about, I should ask this right now or say something right now. And then they got to toggle back to zoom. They gotta and then they got to think, well, you know what? I bet, I bet Bob will answer this. Cause he's, you know, and then Bob doesn't. So you gotta, you gotta let that pressure build on their end too. Yeah. And you have to, what's really difficult, I think for salespeople is you have to do that on the first question and the, and it's going to feel longer than, and, and that's when you're least comfortable, right? Because mm. you don't really have, you know, this rapport or anything going, but it's so important because, you know, you, you're setting a pattern. Yeah, um, This is another super important point and super great idea establish the pattern on the first question. I love it. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. that's huge. What, what other mistakes are, are people making? Like I, I, I would never have thought of that one, but like what, what, what else, what, what, what are people screwing up here with like, for the, on these video calls? <laughs> well, or just, they how just... much time do we have, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> I've got all day. I, <laughs> and, and, any, and, and the listeners that have listened this far, they, they want to hear everything you've got, I promise. <laughs> uh, well, thanks. Um, no, I'll just, I'll point out a couple of ones that I see very commonly. And, and one is, goes back to this idea where people tell me on video, well, I just want to be myself. I just want to be natural. I want to be, I want to be comfortable. Um, we often asso- associate being natural with being comfortable. Well, the problem is when I think about being comfortable, you know, I get kind of laid back, you know, and I maybe lean back in my chair and my energy goes down and my voice gets very flat and I don't have much expression. And it's very hard for someone to feel like you're interested when you're in that comfortable state. Uh, you actually have to bring more energy to video than you do in person because we're two dimensional and we don't have that in-person energy transfer. This is, and, yeah, I totally agree. This is why like TV personalities are often so annoying in person. Like you, right? hang, out with, <laughs> you hang out with someone who's like, you know, interviews people on TV and you're like, oh, well, take it down a notch, bud, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, but, but it's, it's interesting. TV. Yeah, but it's interesting because we do the flip in business. We think, oh, I'm, you know, we're in our comfy chair at home, which doesn't help. And, and uh, we think, my, oh, my I just chair actually, my chair sucks. It's that's good. That'll keep you on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, the camera actually, you probably heard the saying, the camera adds 10 pounds, <laughs> which sadly is true. But um, it, it also. <laughs> that's not what we wanted to hear. That's <laughs> <laughs> the bad news. Um, but it also, it takes away a chunk of your energy. So we have to fight against that. We have to bring more energy to the call. And, and I guarantee if you watch yourself, um, you know, compare a video of when you're just kind of comfortable and being, your, you know, B 
being yourself, like the, the you that's home, you know, channel surfing versus you that's in, you know, on the edge of your seat, really interested in conversation, um, talking to somebody about something you're passionate about, that's going to read very differently. The camera loves that kind of energy. So don't get confused by, you know, being natural and being comfortable are two different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're so you're, you look fatter, you're pastier and you <laughs> and come off with more you laid come, back. You come up with less, less energy. So, right, right. <laughs> so we've got to get thinner. We've got to get a good get light. Thinner and more energetic. Yeah. Uh, hand in hand. <laughs> thinner, good light and more energy. Got it. Right. Okay. Right. Yes. What, and I think, you know, what are, a lot what are of the mistakes, what are, what are people, what else do people do wrong? Uh, well, I still see, surprisingly, I see a lot of bad framing, you know, as far as how people are positioned in the, on video. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't mind so much the, this, you know, being in a one side of the frame, but you want to make sure that, you know, you don't want to look like a floating head, right? You, it, it, we're, we're already in an artificial environment. We don't want to constantly remind someone that, that this is artificial. So you want to be sure that you have, you know, like a, like this is a medium close-up in film. And that is where we can see, you know, your, your chest, your shoulders, and there's about a fistful of space between your top of the head, the top of the screen. So that gives people a nice view of you. They're able to see your eyes and connect with you. Um, not too close, not too far. Not too close. Cause otherwise when you get into, you know, and some people get into this extreme close-up mode and you would never, sit that close to someone in person, right? And it, it, we still have that sense of personal space being invaded when, because most people are, you know, they're six to 12 inches away from their screen. So if you're coming at them, it could be pretty, you know, sudden, especially if you don't know that person. Yeah. So understanding kind of framing, um, oftentimes people, when they get excited, when salespeople get excited, they start to lean towards the screen. And again, it's that, you know, it's that kind of space invader. And it's also very distracting because as you get closer to the screen, certainly things get larger and very out of proportion. So, mm -hmm. uh, so you have to, I, I always tell people to imagine a pane of glass between you and the screen. And what you want to do is you don't want to beat your head against that glass, right? You want to try not to break through it and just keep everything on this plane. Right. And that's, that's, what's going to read better than, you know, kind of this coming at the camera and looking out of proportion. That makes sense. Well, let's, let's move into sales in 60 seconds. Uh, quick okay. questions, quick answers. What's your number one tip for improving confidence on video? Improving confidence. Um, first of all, you, you have to make friends with your camera, right? You, if you feel awkward being on camera, if you don't like your camera, it'll be, written all over your face, first of all, but the camera is the lens through which you're gonna connect with your customers. So you have to see it as a friendly entity, right? You can't see it as this you know, necessary evil. So you have to develop a friendly relationship. You probably heard people say, oh, that person, you know, that the camera loves that person because they're so great on camera. And the camera doesn't love or hate anybody. It's more likely that that person loves the camera and that's why they come across so well. So you, may, you don't have to fall in love with your camera, but you, you do need to like them. You need to like it at least. Makes sense. I've, I've never loved my camera, but I'll, I'll learn to. How can, uh, how can our listeners find success balancing uh, both in-person and virtual, virtual sales? How do, you, how do they 
move in and out of those, I guess. Yeah, well, no, uh, that's a great question because you really have to be able to adapt, right? But but remember, you've spent a lifetime honing your in-person skills. So unless you're really new to that, they're probably pretty good. And I have to say, um, presenting more virtually, I did like one of my first in-person events a couple months ago, and I was actually better, I think, than I was before because you have to be so much more intentional and focused when you're virtual. And then suddenly you get a live environment and you bring that additional energy and intention to it. Your virtual skills are gonna actually help you be better in person. So spend some time on your virtual skills. Um, you're not gonna forget your face-to-face -face skills, but, but you, know, you need to be able to have that muscle memory so you can just adapt you know, back and forth between the two. What's the best acting advice you've been given that also works for sales advice? This was when I was rehearsing for a show and um, the director said, hey, you're supposed to be happy. You don't look happy. And I said, I am happy. You know, I thought I was happy. I thought I was smiling. He recorded me and we looked at it. And sure enough, I did not look happy. And he said to me something I'll never forget. He said, it doesn't matter what you mean to do, what you thought you did. If the camera didn't see it, it didn't happen. And you know that is true whether you're an actor or whether you're in sales. If the camera doesn't see it, it doesn't exist. So wh whether you meant to express you know, happiness or empathy or you know, that you were a good listener, if, if the camera didn't pick it up, your customer didn't either. Are there any uh, daily habits or, or rituals that you think virtual salespeople could take advantage of? Absolutely. There, there are so many things that so many working parts. I would say being a virtual seller is like putting on a one person show, right? You're the performer, you're the director, you're the lighting technician, you're the sound guy. And so you have to limit as many of those variables as possible and, and go through that process of you know, checking every day before you get started, like, you know, is, did anything change in your background or the, the lighting that you need to adjust and just get all those things out of the way before you get on a call and then do the preparation that, you know, performers do that athletes do before they get into the, you know, on stage or on the, the uh, track, warm up, like you have to warm up those facial muscles, those expressive muscles that, get that tension out of your body, get that energy up because you can't get from zero to a hundred in that, the minute you hit, uh, you know, the start on the zoom call, you need to, you need to be there. And because that first, those first few seconds really matter with the customer. So you need to be at that right energy level and that right focus. Such great advice. There's my, my favorite thing in the world is when I've got like a meeting at 8 a.m. East Coast time, so 5 a.m. Pacific time. <laughs> I'm supposed to be like yeah. presenting to a group of people and I'm like, good morning, hello. Right, right. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of people are, are warming up on their audience. Like we spend the first couple minutes warming up, but, but those first few seconds, people are forming an opinion, right? They're deciding how they're gonna listen to you. Yeah. And uh, you don't want to waste that opportunity. Such great advice. Well, I'm going to try to summarize the wisdom that you've dropped on us here today. Um, so first of all, make sure you 
look into the camera because that that is where your customers eyes are they feel like they're you're looking at them if you're looking in the camera and you need that to make that connection um video is a new medium and the camera picks up things very differently than than things are in real in, in person and we have to kind of prepare ourselves for that you can connect with prospects through the camera in a way that makes them feel like they're sitting right across from you uh, and that's and this is a skill that we can develop when you join video calls it's it's imagine the best possible reaction that your prospects can have so that you can also give off that energy. Uh, make sure you don't come off flat and, and bored, even if they look flat and bored on, on their side. Um, prepare before, before a call and, and, and think about why you're talking to the prospect and why you're excited to speak with them because that'll help get you in the right mind frame and energy. Um, certain qualities, can help a, a relationship uh, really take hold and flourish. You know, being authentic, being empathetic, credible, showing that you're interested in someone, et cetera. You, you wanna work to convey these qualities over video and, and keep in mind that the camera reads things differently. And so you've gotta make adjustments. You can prepare for a video call or a recording that you're making by um, doing some recordings of yourself and, and get a, Get a feel for how you come across and where you're starting from. You know, make try to figure out where can I improve? Am I, you know, am I not looking happy enough? Am I coming off flat? Uh, you know, am I coming off bored? You, you want to practice before you you really meet with prospects so you can become it can become natural and you you get fluent and fluid with it. Pay close attention to your, your prospect's body language and responses. And it's not, it's not as easy as, as it is in person, right? It's not natural for you to necessarily notice this stuff, but look for clusters of information and any meaningful reactions. If you're, preventing, if you're presented to several people and they all kind of react to something you're saying, um, try to note that and try to figure it out and, and kind of place yourself in the room with them, imagine with your mind and, and say, oh, well, if they just moved, if they just leaned backwards and did this normal, this natural human reaction, what does that actually mean if I was in the room with them? Um, you want to plan your meetings uh, with your customers so that you can have interactions built into your conversation. So, so you know, work that, that, that energy in. You want to bring more energy to your video conversations than you would in person in order to better connect because the, the, the camera kind of flattens everything. Mm -hmm. You want to frame yourself within, your, within the screen and within the, the camera's lens well so that your presence is more natural. And, and she talked about what, what, that, what that looked like. Um, well, this, this has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, I really appreciate all the, all the, you know, all this information, Julie. I mean, this is great for people. Where can they read more about your work? How do they get in touch with you? You know, what, if our listeners wanted to go deeper on, on this topic. Sure, sure. And that was a great recap. We should do that for all my presentations. <laughs> yeah, I'll just follow you around. <laughs> Wait, you got nothing else going on, right? <laughs> I'm not busy. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so I'm not hard to find, but um, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, my book, Look Me in the Eye, Using Video to Build Relationships with Customers is on Amazon. So you can find that there. 
be sure not to get look me in the eye, which is about at os. What is it? Um, the disease where they they're the condition where they can't look you in the eye. Aspergers. Oh, right? Aspergers. Yeah, right, that's right. a that's a different book. So it's also <laughs> called Look Me in the Eye. You'll you'll know. You'll know which uh, one's for sale. <laughs> yes. uh, and um, you can check out my blog. I've got tons of articles and videos on all these tips and suggestions and access to my um, masterclass at juliehanson.live. And uh, yeah, and send me any questions that you have. If we didn't cover something today that you're wondering about, it's probably in my book. I would look at the table of contents because it's very detailed. If you if you thought about it on video, it's probably in there. Um, but if it isn't, please reach out to me and I'd, I'd love to talk through it with you. Fantastic. Well, this has been a great episode of the Outside Sales Talk. If you work in field sales, you'll love Badger Maps. The number one route planner helps you sell 20% more and drive 20% less. You can get a free trial at badgermapping.com today. If you can think of any other sales reps that would benefit from learning the skills that Julie's told us about today, definitely share the love and forward this uh, this episode on to them. Uh, Julie, I really appreciate you coming today. This has been just fantastic. Oh, thank um, you. My pleasure. Well, take care until next time, everybody.